Aspiring Headliner with QSC. Very warm welcome to Headliner Radio. Today I'm joined by Nashville-based singer-songwriter and country artist Dan Harrison. Um, we're going to be talking about new music. Dan, welcome to the show, man. How are you? Thank you so much for having me, Colby. Appreciate it. Yeah, it's a pleasure, man. Pleasure to be chatting with you today. Where are you calling from today, Dan? And uh, what have you been up to so far this week? Uh, I'm at home in Nashville right now. I'm just getting ready to you know, seize the day, as they say. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, before we talk about new music, you mentioned um, just now off the call you've got a, a release this Friday, which obviously we'll, we'll talk about in a minute. Um, yeah, curious to know when you first got into music, Dan. A bit about your kind of musical origins. Uh, you know, did you did you kind of always know from from a young age that that you wanted to to pursue music as a you know as a career? Yeah, I, I definitely something I wanted to do from a young age. Um, in terms of making the conscious decision to do it wasn't, wasn't until later, but mm. you know, I've been, I've been singing, um, for as long as I can remember and playing guitar, um, since about 10 or 11, I, I played some other instruments before that, uh, trumpet and piano. And, mm. you know, I, you know, I wish I stuck with them because they'd be piano at least would be still pretty useful for me today. And, um, but, you know, when you're a kid and your parents force you to do music lessons, it's different than when you come to it on your own a few a few years later because you see some friends playing guitar and like that's cool. I want to do that. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but uh, you know, it's all good. So, no, I I always known that it's something I wanted to do, but um, you know, I went to college and it was kind of after that and working for a year or two that I was like, nah, yeah, this is I got to do music. So mm-hmm. I um made that conscious choice about six years ago and you know here we are and the rest is history as they say um as they they say yeah uh okay cool who was it always country then for you man or you know who were you listening to growing up who do you take uh the sort of most inspiration from musically yeah and similarly it also was not country uh my whole life either that, that kind of came a little bit later mm. when i was in college or university as they as they call it um over over on mm. your guys side of the pond um and uh you know i grew up listening to a lot of different things my my dad uh, loved you know springsteen and mm. uh, a lot of the 80s and 70s stuff the eagles and stuff that like we would consider country adjacent or is certainly like more similar to that yeah than 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 other things these days you know um and uh my mom loved you know the hair bands of the 80s and all that stuff Mm -hmm. so um but she also it's funny is she did listen to some of the like crossover country stuff in the late 90s and 2000s you know like shania twain and um okay yeah faith hill and leanne rhymes like you know the crossover hits so i had a little bit of exposure to that um and i remember that but uh for me, it was definitely mostly rock, uh, mm-hmm. and, and, and blues and, and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, I loved Van Halen and Queen. Queen's probably my favorite band ever. Um, and, and I share that with Garth Brooks cause he's, which I think is funny cause he's talked about that. Um, and I think, I think there's a lot of obviously rock, rock and country are cousins and, and it all goes back, maybe siblings even, it all goes back to the blues. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. and, and, uh, so no, but country for me really came in college um, you know, I would, I was already playing guitar and singing and listened to a lot of different things, hip hop and all that. But I went to college down South, um, okay. 
uh, in uh, North Carolina. And uh, just that was sort of what a lot of people were listening to, you know, what was being played at parties and tailgates and mm-hmm. um, other friends that, you know, were playing in their car and the radio stations. And it's just, it's not something I was exposed to as much growing up just because of where I grew up. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, you know, I, I think I had preconceptions about or preconceived notions about what it was. Um, and around that time when I was in college was when, you know, Florida Georgia Line, Sam Hunt, Luke Bryan, Jake Owen, um, Eric Church was already kind of around for a while, okay. like Brad yeah. Paisley. But it was like that kind of, those artists were like just starting or coming into their own. And um, for me, that was really informative because the lyric was country and it was country storytelling. And um, there was obviously some country instrumentation, but they basically sounded like rock records. Yeah. And cause I think what rock was 40 years ago is what country is today. I did. It's the closest thing. If you want real instruments and you want like skilled guitar players and, and, and you know, stuff like that, like mm. that, that's where you go these days. Like rock is not what it used to be. Country. You know, they, yeah. it's mostly legacy acts, you know, or, yeah, or, yeah. It, um, like the Foo Fighters are like the perennial ones that are, I feel like are mm. talked about as a modern rock acts, but there's, to my knowledge there now there, I, I, I will amend that there's a lot of great rock music in Nashville, Tennessee, and that, that is being made. And, and a lot of the, you know, old generation has moved here. Um, but I, I think in terms of like commercial success, I mean, we've seen, this year, you know, the success that Morgan Wallen has had and, and mm. Luke Combs. And um, if you listen to their records, um, some of Morgan's obviously lean very hip hop, but a lot of his stuff and, and certainly a lot of Luke Combs stuff and then Hardy, like mm. there's there's a ton of rock influence. And so yeah. and that kind of I feel like started a little earlier with those other artists I'd previously mentioned. They kind of laid the foundation and yeah, I mean, yeah. Florida Georgia Line was produced by Joey Moy, who produced Nickelback and Hinder and a lot of big 2000s rock acts. And you can hear that sound translate over. He's sort of part of the architect of what they call the bro country sound, him and Dan Huff. And, mm-hmm. uh, Dan Huff being one of the other big producers in town, who was also a huge, huge session player, guitar player in the 80s in LA. And so there's just this thread line between rock and classic rock into what is Nashville today. So that started in college for me because and when I was hearing these artists and that made me realize, cause I, I've been wanting to, you know, write songs, but I, I only written a couple songs, I think before going to college and sort of just as an exercise, like, Oh, what is this like? Like none of it was good. You know, Ed Sheeran talks about how, you know, his first songs were terrible and, and, yeah. and they were, and that's true for everyone. Like, so I, I didn't really have any sense of what I wanted to write about and, um, country when I first started listening in college and heard that stuff, it sort of like flipped a switch in my head is like, Oh, you don't, you can just write about like your story. Country music is three chords in the truth. You just tell your truth. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but, but it sounds like rock now. It sounds like something that I could, do musically and then i just find the best way to tell my story so that was that was when i fell in love with country and and uh i put out a song earlier this year called crazy about country Mm. that kind of tells the story of that because it was also you know 
like with most things, it was a girl, you know, at the time mm. too. And she, she was telling me like, Oh, you should definitely sing country music. Like you sound like you, you should do country music. And cause I performed on campus at one point and I was mm. like, what really? Like I never thought about that. And you know, the more I dove into it, um, the more, I, the deeper I got. So, yeah, you know, sorry, that was a long winded answer, but no, it's not, it's good. It's, um, I mean, it's definitely something that's, that's evolved over time. And, and I was going to ask, um, about your, uh, kind of songwriting process as well, Dan, in that respect, because I imagine that's something that, that evolves over time. Um, as, Absolutely. Um, yeah. how, how does it usually go for you, man? Are you, are you a, are you a guitar man? Do you write on guitar? Do you usually have like a top line or a melody and some chords and then build, build a song around that? How does it usually go for you? It really, it really goes all ways. Um, in terms of, I, I can, you know, I mean, even on a day that I'm not quote writing, I'm, I'm always writing. Like there's an idea that pops in my head musically or lyrically and I'll just capture it on a voice note mm-hmm. or just jot it down. And so I might have disparate pieces of music or little things, but where I tend to like to center it, what has developed for me, and that's just learning from being in this town is centering it around a concept or a hook. So like I might find, I might have a cool top line track. I might have a cool guitar lick, but then the goal is to like, or the match it up with a killer title or idea or concept that fits that because everything is centered around the concept for me. And that's just sort of based on the way I was, the way I absorbed writing from being here for as long as I've been here, you know, there's no one wrong or right way to do it, but, um, certainly like seek in seeking commercial, um, commercially viable stuff, you know, it's kind of like centered around hook, hook based writing. And I've done, I've written some great songs that kind of just happened free form and like, didn't really know where the hook was yet. Like, and it just kind of appeared and turned out great. But I think, certainly the the easiest and the quickest not that anything is necessarily easy or quick but um the the way that has made the most sense to me and that i and that i strive to show up every day is with strong concepts that are you know fairly easy to build a song around some of the Mm -hmm. sometimes they just write themselves you know but that's because you put in the work of you know thousands of songs beforehand groundwork and and yeah yeah when people when songwriters and artists talk about, Oh yeah, we wrote that song in like 40 minutes. It's because you wrote so many other songs that mm-hmm. you primed your brain to just like completely just, you know, throw it out in, yeah, in a, yeah. in a, in a song form. So. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about this track that you're bringing out on Friday, Dan, by the time this mm-hmm. podcast, but by the time we publish this interview, we'll probably be talking mm-hmm. in retrospect, but um, tell yeah. us about the record for our listeners. Um, I guess, Firstly, um, how you approached it from a creative standpoint, maybe if you approached it differently to some of your previous projects, um, and just tell us about the vibe and, and the, the kind of, you know, what you've gone for um, on this record. Sure, yeah, this this is, uh, I'm really excited about this song because it's the first song off of, um, off of a project that's been in the works for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, I, most, all of the songs I've done up until now um have been sort of done piecemeal i have like four or five solo songs out Mm. um and they've just kind of been done with a excuse me with a single producer Mm -hmm. and uh just me and them and uh we uh 
kind of build each element of the track one by one. We'll get the drums from a drummer or we'll have programming in there and then we'll layer in guitars and and other instruments and then end on vocals um, and and then fine tune from there. But this, this time around, I wanted to like, because a lot of the, the main, the the mainstream major label record stuff is, is kind of done in the studio with live band tracking. And I, that's like the very classic Nashville thing. And I wanted to do that with these songs. Um, I demoed them myself, like in in my house, like beforehand. So we had strong senses of what we wanted, and, mm-hmm. and they were able to like tweak things um, and like add that like five to ten percent difference that you know turns a demo into a record. Yeah, because they these these are guys that do it every day. Um, but yeah, so we this was this was it was a really interesting experience for me because you know I, I made demos in my bedroom basically for all these songs and then we went into the studio like it's actually almost like a year and a half ago at this point Mm. um and uh we cut eight songs in a day um which is a lot but these guys are pros i mean they literally just they listen once they listen to the demo once and they just it's they track it and it's great and you just they just give you a couple takes and all of them are great so you never have to worry about like are we going to get a good take um and so that was really interesting for me to like track everything together at once and kind of give it a live liver ish feel mm-hmm. you know we, I, we still went back and i overdubbed guitars and i tracked my vocals okay. in the studio separately but to see it all come together live in the room was like super amazing and and i'd love to do that every time you know that's because that's that's the way it's done and i feel like it fits my style of the genre that I'm trying to yeah. go for and yeah. just a, a very, very awesome process. And it's first time I really, um, was involved in the production in a, in a, in a, in a way that like, I'll be, I'll, I'll have some co-production credit on some of these yeah. songs. Cause yeah. we used some, in some cases we used some of the stems from the demos that I made in the final record because they happened to be the same. We, we kept the same key and we sure. kept the same BPM. Yeah. So, um, it was just very cool to see that process from, from bringing an idea to life and then seeing it come to life in the studio mm-hmm. with pros that do it every day, you know, and it mm-hmm. elevated my playing too. Cause you know, when you guys, when you have guitar players that are playing on all these huge hit records that are coming out and have been for years, and then you're going to lay down some stuff over there playing on the track. Like it really, <laughs> really makes you want to kick it up a notch. You yeah. Know? Yeah, absolutely. And, and country is one of those genres that's that really harnesses like the, the organic live instrumentation element, doesn't it? Right. And obviously combines that with the production and uh, a few, few modern techniques. But yeah, I, th- I think that's um, the, the real core of it um, is, uh, is the instrumentation, which is really nice, which is obviously something you've kind of stuck with, you know? Um, right. But, right. Yeah. Now that's great, man. Yeah. Are you, uh, and on, on that note, are you uh, been playing any shows? Are you got some stuff in the pipeline? What's the, what's the plan for you in that respect? Yeah. Yeah. I've been doing, um, I do a bunch of, I do a lot of writers rounds in town. I'm not, I, I'm not sure if you're familiar with that, with what that is. It's something, uh, the bluebird kind of started the bluebird cafe here, mm-hmm. but, uh, and, and I think they might do some similar things like over at, um, C to C or, you know, in, in, in the UK sometimes when Nashville peeps go over there, oh, but, awesome. um, basically it's like sitting, you sit on stage with a couple other writers or artists and you go around, like you usually are standing or sitting in a row, but, uh, they still call it a writer's round. Cause you just go around like in order 
like three or four times and you each play songs that mm-hmm. you've written and they might have been cut they might have been something that you wrote yesterday like it but it's it's kind of like a behind the music sort of thing so that's a but it's a pretty common like show setup here in town so okay. i do a lot of those um nice i do like a lot of acoustic solo shows too you know and uh i have a band show coming up soon and um now that this project is sort of like wrapped and ready to like release mm. i'm definitely focusing on trying to do more band stuff because that's uh that's really the most fun and, and like what i you know moved here to do i i love doing uh i love doing solo acoustic shows but mm. like i said country today has you know has the elements of rock that uh that i grew up listening to and that like inspired me to want to play music so i i want to have the band i want to rock out you know? yeah of course of course yeah, awesome. So, man. Yeah, no, yeah. I, got, I got some things in the pipeline, and hopefully, uh, I'm working on a, a lot more for 24. So amazing! Oh, that's great, man. That's great to hear. It sounds like there's lots to, uh, you know, lots to be excited about, and 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 to just uh, keep an eye out for, keep an eye and an ear out for. So, uh, no, it's great. I think that's uh, a nice place for us to wrap up the interview, Dan. Um, thanks for okay. thanks for kind of sharing your, you know, musical journey so far, and um, I'm sure there's lots more to come. Yeah, man, I appreciate it. Again, thank you for having me. And um, any anytime, uh, did I send you the pre-save link? Uh, you please do. Uh, I'm not sure if you have already, yeah. but please do, okay. by all means. I will, I will, yeah. 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 And, uh, you know, follow me on social media, please. Um, and if this is still recording, uh, um, my social media is at Dan Harrison Music Fabulous. on all platforms, uh, except for Twitter. Twitter, it's DN Harrison Music because, mm-hmm. you know, for I guess for Elon Musk, uh, 16 <laughs> characters is one character too many. <laughs> um so yeah. i had to, but of course i already had all the handles for the the other ones done so i'm like well i can't not changing everything to <laughs> the end harrison so just gonna have to deal with that but well listeners uh, maybe, go give dan a follow on the on his hand on his socials and um yeah and uh and we'll we'll keep an eye out for the tune this friday obviously and uh yeah man thank you yeah, thank no. you again for your time it's been a pleasure I appreciate it, man. Yeah, it's called We Went South. It's coming out this Friday. And, and thank you for having me on Headliner Radio. This is this is awesome. All right. Cheers, Dan. Take care of yourself. Yeah. Thanks, take care. Man. Bye. Headliner Radio, supporting the creative community.